Hi, everybody. Welcome to Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is near and dear to my heart. I'm already laughing. <laughs> Stop. Near and dear to my heart, my Start ass. Over. No, I'm not starting over. This is part of the show. Yeah, I've got an interesting guest today. My husband and I are going to do a little podcast now. So we've been married six months now, and today's show is an update on how we're doing. We've been, <laughs> we're doing where we're going. And you can see. <laughs> <laughs> is this how your podcast always starts out? You have problems, she has answers. Getting down to the nitty gritty with people who know what they're talking about. This is Advice for Life with Lynn. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com slash Audible. I love the word free. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can get them from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Okay, okay. Well, it's better than crying. <clears throat> All right. As you guys know, uh, I do this podcast not only, not only to help myself learn about relationships, but hopefully it helps everybody else listening learn something about their own lives and relationships. Um, you know, I told you about the spiritual group that I meet with every week. We talk about challenges and issues and how we deal with them. And I learn the most when I listen. Because the truth is, we all have the same relationship stuff. No matter how much money you have, no matter how old you are, it's just packaged differently for each person and couple. So people have been asking me a lot of questions about this new marriage, and some of you have submitted some really interesting questions. So today, <laughs> I dragged my husband, Mike, here, and he's going to answer some of your questions, and I will too. And then we're going to ask each other one question, and you get to listen and hopefully learn something about yourself. I hope you have your question in mind, honey. Yeah, think. I didn't know I was asking a question. I I told you last night. Oh, okay. Okay, keep thinking. Um, All right, a little background on us. I think you guys already know, but in case you're new to this this particular podcast, Mike and I met on Match.com, like everybody in this century, and we met in person after Hurricane Irma, and there was, I definitely, there was an instant connection. So we dated for nearly two years before we moved in together. And then during the time we've been through so much, we were through, we went through legal issues, health issues, um, sale of my home, graduations, amazing experiences, traveling, and some really great moments. So six months ago, January 1st, 2020, we got married at sunrise on the side of a ski mountain in Northern Arizona, just us. And it was unbelievable. I did a podcast on that. So I don't want to rehash too much but it was really magical and i highly recommend everybody getting married the way they want to get married because there's nothing like it so welcome mr cochran oh good morning um, it's actually afternoon what time is it oh yeah it's almost afternoon. <clears throat> so the last time you and i talked on this show was when we were dating i think it was we did a podcast like a year long, and a half ago long time ago you were my boyfriend mm-hmm and you were nervous then. Now you're like all feisty and like, you know, comfortable with the mic. Very proud of you. Um, so now you're my husband. So I have a question, but this isn't it. Just to open it up. What was the, I, I did a podcast on our wedding before. Um, but just from your perspective in a sentence or a small paragraph, what was our wedding like for you, the groom? Uh, we talked about it afterwards. It was amazing. Just uh, I guess the buildup leading to it. And then the day we're sitting there in the car, I think, what was it? Six o'clock in the morning. 
know, it's freezing outside. We're freezing inside the car. And, you know, finally we get out. It's almost like game day. You know, you're ready to come out on the field and play. But, you know, the officiants there, all the photographers, the videographers and everyone, you know, yeah, the focus was on us, just us. It was nice. You know, perfect place. View of the mountain. Probably the most beautiful setting. Would you change anything about that? No, I wouldn't. I want to kiss you right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, it's true. Just to flesh out what Mike was saying, we didn't invite anybody. We uh, It was just us and four strangers, videographer, officiant, and two photographers. And um, the only people who knew were our kids and our parents. So I think that made it really special and meaningful. Okay. So we're going to ask each other one question, and then we're going to get to these other questions. So I'll go first. Dig deep, Mike. What have you learned about yourself? And I've already asked you this question before, so it's kind of cheating. But what have you learned about yourself since being married to me for six long months? (laughs) (laughs) I told you before, it's just been a continuation of us dating. Not to say much has changed. Yes, we've made the big commitment, you know, dove in together. Got some jewelry out of it. <laughs> but uh, everything's remained the same. You know, we're honest with one another, respectful of one another. Uh, we work together, I think, great as a team. You know, somebody's not feeling it that day. The other person steps up. You know, we're always there for one another. That's awesome. Oh, Is there anything... Because I always feel like it's not about... It's not just about if I'm the perfect person or the right balance. It's also I feel a certain way in your presence. So is there have you have you changed at all since being with me? Uh yeah, I think we talked about it last night and uh more attentive, you know, pay attention. You know, the little intricacies and things like that. Mistakes I've made in the past is uh, maybe not paying attention to the relationship, mm-hmm. which I think that's the fault of many people. And that's why they grow apart. So I don't want that to happen again. Oh, don't worry. It won't. You're super attentive. Okay. Make up something now so we can <laughs> get dark. What's your question for me? I got a good question. Oh, no. So the night we first met. Yeah. And after our date and you went back to your room. Your daughter was there, but outside your daughter, once you went back to the room or you were in the elevator, what were you saying to yourself? Oh, that's a great question. I can't believe this happened. I said to myself, um, well, I couldn't stop smiling, number one. I remember being in the elevator going, what floor am I on? What floor am I on? But I was like so beside myself. Um, I said to myself, I can't believe... I guess it was bigger than you, you know, I, I, as you know, I, I said, and as li- a lot of my listeners know, my friends know for sure, uh, when I got divorced, I never, ever, ever, and I totally believe this, ever thought I would fall in love again. And I definitely never thought that I would find my mate. And I only started dating to get my mojo back, as you know, mm-hmm. to get my confidence back <laughs> and to have fun. You know, I didn't want to be alone in my life. So, but I never thought I would ever meet my partner. I didn't know if you were going to be my partner, but when I was in that elevator to answer your question, I just said to myself, wow, maybe I can get my needs met. Wow. Maybe, I don't know if I use the word love, but in my head I was like, okay, so there is hope. 
I really liked you. We spent, I don't know, only just a couple hours together. But I got, and that and you texted me in the elevator. <laughs> it was so cute. You're like, when can I can I see you tomorrow? Because it was Saturday, I think. Yeah. And I really liked your assertiveness mm-hmm. and your interest. And I was super interested in you too. But I wanted to, you know, slow everything down a little bit. At least a day, <laughs> two days, <laughs> twenty four hours. Yeah. So I I, got, I was feeling like you know grateful for an amazing couple of hours and you gave me hope that I could be happy again. And I really, really, really wanted to see you again. Yeah. I got to say, it's the first time I got walked back out to my car in the hotel. (laughs) So we, I was staying at the Nautilus Hotel because this was during Irma and I didn't have electricity like everybody else and I couldn't take it anymore after seven days. And so my daughter and I and our cat were in this hotel room. And so Mike's like, well, you know, I'll meet you there after work and um so yeah we had a few drinks there and you know made out after i threw myself on him and uh the end i was like okay well I, you know i'm not I, I don't have any dating experience and we're not at my house i'm like well, what do i do do i you're like oh just walk out with me or something like that and i walked you to work and i was like you know okay bye <laughs> it was great meeting you <laughs> That was awesome. That was funny. That's a great question. Okay, honey. So what we're going to do is we have 14 questions and we don't want to be here all day. (laughs) His eyeballs are popping out. So we'll take turns. So I'm handing him a piece of paper on the first question that's asked. So I'm asking you. So, yeah, or you could just answer yourself kind of like what we did before. You can just read the question and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Number one, what is something that you didn't realize about each other until you got married? Hmm. I feel like I already, you know, I already knew you. I got you before we got married. I wouldn't marry if I didn't really get you. Um, I guess, you know, it's like married and like uh, living together too. They go together, but it's kind of unromantic, but I didn't realize how much we gel, how alike we are in many areas. Like cleaning. <laughs> you know? There was one Sunday, you and I were just like, <sighs> we don't we, we didn't even say, okay, now you're going to do the floor, you're going to do the laundry. Da, 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 da. Like there's just this understanding, like we're both the same. I didn't know we were going to gel that easily. Okay. That's kind of an unromantic answer, but what about you? <laughs> uh, no, like I said, I mean, our, our dating, because, you know, we spend a lot of time at one another's place. You know, cohabitating that I think both of us pretty much knew what we were getting into. Yeah. So. Is there anything um, you learned like in the last six months? I guess that's the question. No, everything's pretty much status quo, what I thought it would be. Yeah. And we've had a lot of trials and tribulations with all the kids, COVID and everything, which really shows, you know, how well we work together. Yes. So. I'm not surprised about anything. Okay. Number two, second question. What was the last thing you argued about? Huh? Hmm. Oh, I think I remember. Oh, we really don't argue. Yeah, I was going to say. We have conversations about something or a subject. Okay, I have an answer. 
we, yeah, we don't argue. First of all, for everybody listening, we we never raise our voice at each other ever. That's to me, that's a uh, a deal breaker. <laughs> you know, through all of our dating, that's an understanding, and we never curse at each other ever. That's a, also respect, like number one. Um, but you know, we're not perfect. We're like everybody else. You know, we get into things. You know, I guess like a, I don't know, like a, I don't know. We get triggered. So last week. Um, this is really, this is a really good example. I don't know if you guys can get anything out of this. So last week, uh, last weekend, my son, um, just joined the Navy. He's in boot camp, and, uh, a mutual friend gave me her son's hat that he got, uh, at when he, you, you get a hat when you get out of boot camp. You have to earn it. It's like a big deal. So for whatever reason, she, you know, she was having a few drinks. She was feeling generous and everything. And she gave me the hat before my son went into boot camp. And so I gave it to him, and he was like, you know, it meant a lot to him, whatever. So this, mutual friend of mine, I was telling Mike last weekend, oh my gosh, can you believe, you know, this mom wants her son's hat back? Well, she never actually said that. She said, my friend said, yeah, my, my, this other friend, let's call her Sally. Sally said, I can't believe I gave Lynn, you know, my son's hat. You know, I don't know what I was thinking. And then my friend Megan said, do you want me to ask Lynn for the hat back? And then Sally said, no, no, it's okay. But I was telling Mike, you know, I told him the story twice. I guess I felt guilty underneath. That's why I was sort of telling him the story. And I was really looking for him to say nothing, really. Just sort of like, oh, I can't believe that. You know, like, I support you. Keep that. No, 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 no. What he did was, <laughs> what he did was, I actually felt, you were critical. You were, I felt judged and you definitely were critical. You were like, you know, you should get the hat back. You know, that she wants it. There was no validation at all. I didn't feel any validation. Like, oh, I understand why, you know, I get, get what you're coming from, Lynn. But, you know, you're better than that. It was not soft. Sometimes you're not, you're just, you know, there's no, it's right to the heart. <clears throat> okay. So, hold on. And then you tell me your side. So, I was super triggered. <laughs> and I was like, I was telling a mutual friend this story because it's a happy ending. I was very triggered and... um we went for a run, thank God, because I was super pissed. And then I was like, when we were running, I was thinking to myself, okay, what's going on here, Lynn? Like, old me would have told you, with my finger in your face, maybe, you know, you need to validate me. You need, you do, you, you, you. You need to change, Mike, so I feel better. And I don't want to be that person again. I've already been that wife. So I was like, okay, what's going on with you, Lynn? What do you feel? I'm like, well, I'm feeling, I did my work on myself without coming to you. I, I said, I feel judged and criticized. Okay, yeah, he's criticizing you. Is there any truth to that? Let's take away the judgment. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting defensive because I know the right thing to do is give this hat back. You're like that, Lynn. You know right and wrong. Okay, all right, cool. You're not a bad person. I was like talking myself off the ledge. And then I let it go. It was like magic. I let it go. And I'm super proud of myself. I let stuff go so, so fast, pretty fast, faster than I've ever done in my life. And I want to get even faster. So we didn't answer that long-winded press. We didn't really argue about it, but I got triggered and then worked it out myself. So, and I didn't make it about you. Do you remember that? Anyway, go ahead. No, I remember. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you were triggered. But, you know, we use words. Sometimes we have different uh, ideologies about those words, the definitions. And I don't think I needed to validate you for any reason at that point, because the fact was... This lady, elderly woman, gave you the hat. She wasn't elderly. She was elderly. But we're at a wedding party. <laughs> Everybody's been drinking. It's a birthday I mean, party. <laughs> okay, oh, sorry. oh, sorry. Birthday party. You're correct. And I figured, ah, maybe she had a couple of drinks. She was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's great. I'll, I'll give you this hat. But 
in so many words, she's asking for the hat back. Maybe she just doesn't know how to ask. You know, for her to bring it back up to your friend, you know, she would like it back. And I guess it meant something to her. The yeah. question was... Right. So when I brought that up and you were triggered, I was like, okay, you know, it's not my hat. You'll give it back if you want. If you don't want to give it back, oh, well, you know. I'm not going to sit there and argue over it. So there's your answer, number two. Um, yeah, I'm really working on... Well, we can talk about that later, but yeah, you definitely do not validate at all. And uh, it's interesting you just said that. I don't feel like I need to validate you. I We have different philosophies well, on that. Involving that situation. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, we can get to that later. What's number three? Okay, number three. Who typically says sorry first <laughs> after a tiff? Wow, that is an easy one. What's your answer? Oh, you do. <laughs> that is easy. Yeah, you, you, that's one thing I've, I've been getting used to. <clears throat> you um, really, really, I, I think I've heard you say in the almost three years we've been together, you probably have said the word sorry maybe two times. One time for sure, and maybe there was another time I'm forgetting. I, and, I, and I'm a big apologizer and owner. And not just, be, I think a lot of women are. Women are, oh, I'm sorry I bumped into you. But I really, genu- when I say sorry, I genuinely mean it. I don't mean, I, I don't take it personally like I'm a bad person. And I genuinely, I genuinely feel sorry for something. Um, and I recognize that just because you don't say it, and I've really gotten used to that. I'm like, well, what? I don't need an apology. Um, doesn't mean you're not feeling something, you know? I think f- for you, when you say sorry, I think for a lot, many men feel like they've done something really bad or they're a bad person or, and we just have, again, different philosophies on the sorry word. So, but, but you, you, I can feel you. So I don't always need to hear sorry, you know? Yeah, you know, we discussed this. But at the same time, I feel like it's not that I have a lot of honor or this or that. But if I feel I did something wrong, then yeah, I own it. You know, I'm sorry. But if I feel I didn't do anything wrong, why am I apologizing? Yeah. Well, not being strong-headed, it's just, uh, you know. But may I say, if we're being totally honest, as you love to say, brutally honest, mm-hmm. many times, well, the two times. <laughs> it's been more than two. The few times that you say sorry you're always, many times, I don't always hate that word, many times you're quick to, and not just you, a lot of us are, you'll say sorry and then you'll negate it with defensiveness after. Because when we say, I'm sorry I bumped into you, you know, you really shouldn't be standing there. The, the, you really shouldn't be standing there negates the I'm sorry. So I'd rather not hear anything. But I do the same thing. I get defensive. Number four, uh, people say sex changes after marriage. I love all these sex questions. So tell us, are you guys still making time for regular romps in the hay? <laughs> in the hay as opposed to we live on a farm? <laughs> That's cute. <clears throat> Honey? Oh, I answered for it so last Yeah, time. you did. Okay. Um, yeah, Mike and I talk about this all the time. Um, so for you guys listening, people, you know, the, the truth is, well, what's the answer? Yeah, of course we are. Are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, sex is very important to both of us. So that's another thing that we both gel in. Um, just because you get married doesn't mean everything's dead. Actually, I think things deepen, right? I think when you have a stronger connection, the sex is better. And for us, I feel sex keeps getting better. Not, It's not going downhill. It's going uphill. So... Um, 
it's just an understanding between two of us that we both um, enjoy it as much as the other. We're on the same page. Right. I still laugh. I was just thinking, I forgot what we were watching. I think it was something on TV or the radio or something like that that had the, the you know, crazy question of, okay, sex, lights on or lights off? And I think in the beginning you were kind of like, well, you know, lights off. Like, lights <laughs> off? I go, what the hell? I want to see what's going on. You know, I'm attracted to you. I want to see you. I'm like, lights on. You know, maybe some dimming, but, you know, lights off. What's the point of that? And then, you know, you hear from many other people, I guess, yeah, not that entertained, I guess. Well, <clears throat> one of the things I told Mike, you know, when you come on the show, you have to be very vulnerable and be very truthful. So I'm going to push myself to... Um, we really haven't talked about sex, you and I, but um, on this show, I when I first met you, and you know we got together, and it was in the daylight. Yeah, you know, I was like, okay, it's daylight. <laughs> I'm not used to this. I mean, I am, but not, you know. And then, and then it was nighttime. <laughs> and then it was nighttime, and the you, yeah, you get the lights on, and I think you even said that you're like, I want to see you. I want to see what's going on, and you have taught me well many things. <laughs> And yeah, I, now I, because I think keeping lights on is so hot because, well, first of all, you got to feel good about yourself and you're attracted to, to the other person, I'm attracted to you. And I too like to see what's going on. Now I've taken a step further that I, I wear glasses and contacts. I really, sometimes I'll actually put contacts in because I need to see what's going on all the time. Because, <laughs> like Michael said, look in the mirror, and I'm like, I can't. I want my glasses on. It's like a fishbowl. <laughs> so you're right. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really nice to see what's going on. Yeah, we say lights on. It's not daylight. It's lights mood, on. Mood lighting. Lights on. Oh, do you have the next question? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, what are we on? Um, what do you, the two of you, do to make sure the spark is still there and alive? I love how these. I love these questions. You guys think that we're just like some old married couple. Yeah, we've been married, been married six, six months. months. <laughs> what do you do to keep this spark? Is it because on? our age? <laughs> uh, simple things, you know. Uh, just like this morning, we get up, we have breakfast together. It doesn't matter if you're going to work. I'm coming home. We make time for one another. Uh, sitting down, having meals together. Uh, we'll enjoy our evenings when you come home from work. Maybe dinner's ready. We eat out back, you know, on the balcony. Enjoy the view. Yeah, we spend time together. That's the yeah. spark. You know, we're into one another. We're not just living with one another. A hundred percent. You know, one of the things I'm doing differently. Well, first of all, I've never felt this way about anybody in my life. And one of the things I'm doing differently is scheduling time to be with you, as you know. So Mike's a firefighter, right? And I've always just wanted to, when you come home, I just always want to be with you. So I'll set my alarm, as you know, and um, I'll make breakfast and sit with you and make time with you because I want to be with you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's not, we're not like, uh, the beautiful thing is, is I, you know, we don't have little kids and we don't have other responsibilities, but even if we did, um, the spark is exactly what you just said, I think making time for each other and mm-hmm. in, in a routine way. Definitely. What number are we on? Um, oh, six. Do you have different ways of resolving arguments now from your previous relationships? That's a great question. Do you have different ways of resolving arguments now from your pre- In other words, 
What's different? Right. Did you answer first last time? Oh, I forgot. Oh, I'll answer it. Okay. Um, definitely. We both discussed it. We even talked about it last night. We went to dinner. Was being in a relationship where you're not scared to speak out. You're not scared to voice your opinion. You're not waiting or risking, you know, someone to jump on you or you're in fear of the retaliation. So you just kind of sit there and you know you want to say something. But instead, you just kind of take it in, you hold it, suppress it, because it's easier to do that. And that's something that both of us have changed. Uh, we talk it out. You know, even if it's not the right time, I've explained to you, maybe if I'm, I'm just exhausted, I'm tired, maybe right now I can't do it. Give me a break. Let me get a nap or, you know, the next morning we can handle it. But for the most part, we handle everything before we go to bed. And that's you know, that old adage of don't go to bed angry. That's a big thing. But I think we sit down and we discuss it. We talked about our children, you know, a couple of issues. What could we do? Like a team plan. What's the next play? What can we do? Talk to them together. Talk to them separately. How are we going to handle the, the situation? And that's what works for us. That's a, that's exactly my answer. Yeah. Um, I think that no matter how old you are and whatever kind of relationship you're in, if you haven't learned from the past, you're just going to keep repeating it. So for me, it's the same thing. Yeah. I have, I make an effort to really focus on communicating and not, it's the same with the hat story, you know, are you looking ahead to the next question? I am. I'm <laughs> cheating. Um, yeah, my answer is the same. What is what is your oh similar Pretty question? Similar. What is your conflict resolution style? And can we finally agree that the wife is always right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean that's pretty funny. I don't think anybody, you know, the, but two people can be right. We we each think that we're right. You know, like the hat story is a great example. Like we still don't agree on that. I think you should still validate me and whatever. But um, you know. I think our conflict resolution is the same, even though we handle things differently. Um, I'm a big communicator. And what works for us is that you always follow. That I've said this to you before. I'll initiate the communication always, 100% of the time, because that's me. And you always follow. What does that mean? Like, you always reciprocate. I will bring something up, and you'll, we'll talk about it. So... It's that old adage, communication. It's it's what saves us all the time. Right. Just as I said before, uh, the whole suppressing thing. You keep suppressing, and sooner or later, you're going to have a blowout. You're going to have a meltdown. All the emotions are going to come out. And many a times, it's gone on for years, and that's the day the change occurs. Yes. Oh, handsome. <laughs> What's coming up for you? Oh, just, you know, past relationships. Mm -hmm. Regret? Mm, I think maybe they just weren't the right relationships. That's all. Mm. You jump into something, and I think we talked about this the other day, too. I think for whatever reason, nowadays, people are so willing to just settle just to be 50% happy instead of being, you know, not in a relationship. Have you, know, you ever done that? Better to have something than nothing, that kind of scenario. Oh, I've definitely done that. And then look back and I'm like, well, that was a mistake. I well, knew it was a mistake going in. I should have never done it. But for whatever reason, I did. And I learned. I said, I'm not going to do that again. What makes you sad? 
No, because like we discussed uh, years go by, you're not getting any younger. Can't keep making mistakes. You know, this relationship was three years. This relationship was four years. That relationship was five years. Like, okay, there just went, you know, 10 plus years of your life and you're back at zero. And like you just said, if you don't learn from your past mistakes, you're not going to learn. You're not going to make changes. You're just going to repeat the same mistakes. But and why do you get sad? Because I and I understand that, you know. But at the same time, I've always told you, like, if if you didn't go through those relationships and that, that heartache, you and I would have never met. Oh no, yeah, t- timing is everything. You know, just you know, wasted time, I guess, wasted years. I see. That's all. Yeah. So. Um. I still laugh about the part that you're always right because you remind me of that. Like, baby, I don't know why you want to argue with me. You know I'm the woman. I'm always right. I must hear that at least once a month. I never say that. I never say I'm the woman. Well, if I do, I'm joking. Baby. That's how it starts. But I also want to say, um, and I speak from experience, when to what you were just saying, you know, the build up, the build up, the build up, resentment, 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 and then one day you just like lose it, mm-hmm. and your relationship is forever damaged, irreparable. Um, when when I, I have learned with you, because our sex life is so rich, um, the the better our relationship is, and the more we we do conflict resolution. It was me doing this. The more we uh, communicate and work through things, and don't carry any anything there's nothing between us the sex is best at least for a woman at least for me men i'm sure you guys can get it on with you know a bird but (laughs) but i you know we need to connect emotionally and i and i and i feel with you like that's why when it's almost like you know there's like lint on the floor and you vacuum it up right away that's what we do you know if there's if there's lint on the floor i'm I'm not gonna feel good walking around the floor because there's lint you know if there's something between us i'm not gonna feel good about taking off my clothes you know i'll do it you know i've done that I've been yeah. gone through the motions. You emotionally disconnect. Yeah, and it's not as good. Right. So that's my experience. Okay, okay. next question. What kind of healthy boundaries, rules, did you guys set up to protect your marriage? Hmm. You want to answer? Okay, yeah, I know this one. Uh, we did. We had somewhat. We sat down, and I think... Maybe a couple months into dating, maybe like four or five months, you know, what do you want? What do I want? What do we want to get out of this relationship? You know, what are your number one, number two, number three, what do you need for me to support you? And both of us, many of the things were the same thing. Respect. Mm -hmm. That was number one. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to fight in a relationship. I'm not going to have that. I don't have the time for it. You know, definitely not either one of us are going to argue or fight in front of our children. It just sends the wrong message. Support, supporting one another, and, uh, you know, being there. That's so important. You know, you have your days, I have my days. You know, we've been through a lot of stuff in the past two and a half years. So that's a big plus. Having that feeling that someone's behind you, supporting you, is huge. Um, And what could you add? I know there was a couple more. You're so cute. I love how honest you are. Uh, I would add honesty. Yeah, that was it. Um, I feel, um, you know, I would say in the beginning when we were dating, honesty is important, but, you know, time will tell, as you have said. And 
I think we have each shown each other that we tell each other everything and we answer every question. We know each other's <laughs> passwords. We, you know, even stuff that we, the other person may not want to hear, you know, um, trust, honesty, huge. Um, and we've had a lot of outside distractions and we've been tested a lot. And I think we, um, there's this understanding between us that we don't let those distractions and stress infiltrate our relationship. So that's a level of protection. Yeah. If we watch it in friends, you know, uh, coworkers and just sitting back and walk, watching their relationships and they're not honest with one another. You hear these stories of so-and-so's doing this and so-and-so's doing that. And you're like, you know, people have common sense. You can feel when somebody's doing something they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what's the app on uh, the iPhone. Instagram. Follow your oh, friend find or something. My friends, find yeah. my friend. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to put me on find my friend? I'm like, what's the point of that? If you don't trust me, then right. we shouldn't be in a relationship. Well, we did have an issue with that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we were both on. You follow me, but you don't follow me. But uh, you know, I was following you, and like I follow my kids and, and people in TV, honey. I know you think it's weird, but. Everybody in my business follows each other. It's just the way it is. And then you're like, well, that's weird. You're tracking me. And one day, um, you weren't, according to the app, where you said you were going to be. And, you know, I'm a journalist. I'm a, you know, to me, there's like, there's always a reason for something, right? There's always a, I don't believe in, oh, things just happen. You know, there's always a cause and effect. So we had a little thing where you're like, listen, if you don't believe me, you know, we got problems. And I knew, I was just waiting for you to admit, yeah, you're right, I lied, or I was at a different place. And you wouldn't, quote, admit, but you had a problem with my accusations, I was accusing you. And I knew then, I was like, I just have to jump off the diving board and trust him. Because if I don't trust him, then this isn't going to work. And I did. And since then, and that was a long time ago, um, I, I obviously I wouldn't have married you. <laughs> You're an ex- you're just like me, extraordinarily honest. All right. Well, we had a couple other episodes where I think it was your son that popped up, yeah. showing somewhere where he wasn't. Right, which right. kind of vindicated you. Right. So I was like, oh, okay, this could never Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's gotta be a reason. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, those are the things that we do to protect our relationship, and we're both on the same page, as I keep saying. But it's it's key. Um, next question, number nine. Oh. Who is more romantic? Hmm. Well, I'm very expressive. And, you know, I don't know. I'm curious. I I think I want to know, like, okay, let me just finish my sentence. You can't believe I talk for a living. I'm all over the place. I'm super verbal and expressive. I like to hug. I like to kiss. I like to write. I like to leave voice messages. I'm like, blah, out there. And, you know, who I've told Mike this, whoever I love, like, look out, because I'm all over you. Um, and, you know, I still, I'll leave notes in my, in your, in your work bag, because I'm feeling it, you know? It's like, I call it gush. Like, my heart is like gushing like Niagara Falls. Like, I've done it, even before I even met you, I've told, I still tell my kids, I'm like, I love you, I love you so much, you know what I mean? It's like, it's coming out, look out. Um, and, you know, I love spending time with you. I don't know if that's romantic, though. Um, uh, you, you do, to me, romance is can be packaged differently. When you take out the trash, when you cook for me, um, when you do my laundry, 
even though you don't put it away, um, you do the laundry. I'm like, that's hot. You know, that's romantic. That's somebody thinking. That's him thinking of me and trying to make my life easier. That's just as important to me as you. Like, you're, you know, you don't just call me like me. I just call and tell you I love you. That's me. But doing my laundry is I'm thinking of you. I love you. So that's my answer. You're you're romantic in a different way. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely say you. Because I was going to say that. I said, you always put notes in my work bag and surprise me. I get to work. I'm like, you know, out of rush and pulling clothing and stuff out. And I, oh, look at that. There's a note. You know, it's in a different note. And even then, I'll keep them in my bag. But yeah, I'll get you flowers every once in a while that, you know, anonymous card, not enough cards. But yeah, yeah doing things for you. But definitely, I would say you're more romantic. Women need to remember that romance comes in different forms. And romance is, to me, and I think many women would agree, just means I'm thinking of you. You're important to me. So we need to look for another and always. Okay, next question. Is there anything you're still overcoming as a couple? Okay, this is a pretty simple one because we're going through this process right now. Uh, initially getting married, you know, we had to sit there, sit down with attorneys. We had some problems in the past. We had to go over a lot of litigation and set up, you know, our future, our financial future. So now with this whole COVID thing, you know, not a crash, but let's say a stock market adjustment, we're really uh, trying to figure out our plan, our retirement. And how much money we need, what do we want, where are we going to live, you know, a good five-year, ten-year plan out. So that's definitely something right now we're spending a lot of time on. Um, I'll be honest, which, you know, this is what this is about, <laughs> being honest. For me, I'm still overcoming in talking about that subject, you know, talking about money and the future and retirement and everything. Trust, like... There's a part of me, and I said this to you the other day, that I feel, I'm like, hmm. I, literally, I feel like I'm on a diving board again. Like, okay, so we're jumping into retirement together. We're putting, you know, our resources together. You know, is he going to be there for me if I fall? Is he going to catch me? Because I've always caught myself. Never, I don't know. It, so I'm always reminding myself just to trust you, you know? And um, that you'll be there for me and like I'm there for you. So that's a personal thing I'm working on. It's not really a couple thing. Um, do you ever feel that way? Uh, no, I trust you. I definitely think both of us together, you know, come out of this doing very well. Is there anything that we're working on as a couple? Like, oh, you know, we need to work on accepting each other or we need to work on like, well, we don't yell, but like, is, do you feel like there's anything to that question that we're issue wise that we're working on? Yeah, outside of the financial camp, mm-hmm. uh, no, I think we're good. I think we're really good. Oh, handsome, I love you so much. Look out, here comes my gosh. <laughs> okay, uh, number ten. Uh, is there anything you're? St- oh, we did that already. Number eleven. What do you love best about each other? Hmm. Who answered first last time? I'll go. Does that make a difference? Um, yeah, because you like to ask me. You give me the countdown like every so often. Uh, what, what countdown? What do you mean? No, like what's your number one thing? Or, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what do you love about me? That means I, give me I, some gush. I frequently get asked questions. 
really frequently. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Questions that I've never been asked before. I know. Lucky you. <laughs> oh, definitely. Uh, I don't know. I told you before, I, it doesn't sound cheesy. It almost sounds like an easy way out, but I don't know how else to put it. And I say, I love you for you, the person that you are. Not so much you being in the media, on TV, just your personality. You know, you're a lively person. You're up for anything. You're willing to go. You're active. You know, and those sound like maybe simple, stupid things, but it means a lot. You know, I just don't want to sit here. We want to get out. We want to do something. You know, go on a vacation. Do this. Do that. You know, have experiences. That's our biggest thing together. So the quality is the... The characteristic you love best is what? Your personality. Okay. That's the biggest one. There's many other things that I would put well, at the do same go level. On. <laughs> but yeah. Like, I'm no, listening. No, you're very kind, generous, you know, loving. You know, mm. I see your love for your children. You know, those are big. Okay, what do I love best about you? There's so many things. Like, is, that, is this like a one, number one thing? Um,. Well, it's again. It's I don't know if this is going to sound right, but I love how I feel when I'm with you. That's my number one thing. Like I don't know. There's this thing about you when I'm with you. It's like this energy, like you know, like a magnet. Um, I just feel like I'm a better me when I'm with you. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to describe it. It's a higher level of energy. Uh, other things I love about you... It's not, again, it's going to sound really unromantic, but it means so much to me. I've told you this before. You're always available for me. I've never had that. I'm always an available person, too, but I've never been matched with my match, my equal you pick up the effing phone. I don't know why I said effing because you can curse on the show. <laughs> but you pick up the phone. 98% of the time I call you. And then if you miss the call, you text me. What's the big deal with that? Again, it's the messages you matter, Lynn. I care about you. I'm available for you. And when you first told me you're a firefighter, I'm like, oh, I guess I won't talk to him for 24 hours. You're like, no, call me. I'm like, really? Oh, my God. You'll pick up when you can at work, you know, I mean, and me too, you know, I'm on the air, you mm-hmm. know, you'll text me and I'll, I'll text back. Sorry, sorry, work, but only during a commercial. Um, you're available. Um, and, and it's not just with me. You're an available person in general, but I definitely feel uh, a priority, like the priority in your life. And it's a great feeling I've never had before. Other qualities that I love about you, um, you're kind. And, you know, you you do anything for the people you love. Yeah, that's one thing. It goes back to one of the previous questions, uh, kind of like our focus on us and what did we set up maybe prior to the marriage as far as our requirements, not to say requirement, but mm-hmm. a request. Yeah. And that was a big one, was our love for one another. Our children's love is on another scale. Yes. But... Our love for one another. We come first. Absolutely. We're not going to sit here and argue or settle over, okay, well, my child needs this. So, you know, it is our love for us and then everything else. Yes. And, you know, being a couple who's had children outside of our relationship, 
it's different when you have biological kids together. Totally different. It's like mom, dad have to be first, have to have the foundation, and then you can take care of the kids. I really believe that. I'm, I'm seeing with us and our children on the outside, It's it still has to be the same. Same thing. We have to be strong, too, so we can be great parents as well. Right. We have to be happy so we can be great parents, too. Correct. Everybody's inclusive. We even have a huge, I don't know what to call it. I guess you'd call it a painting mural that says, I love us. Yes. Daily reminder. Yes. So, okay, next question. Uh, how is the marriage different for each of you? That's an interesting question. What does that mean, you think? Mm, somewhat similar to some of the other questions. Yeah. But um, definitely, it was one of the things we didn't mention earlier. With respect, with honesty, number three was communication. Yeah. That's where past relationships have failed. Mm-hmm. Not communicating. Not communicating enough, not communicating correctly, you know, maybe not speaking apples and apples instead of apples and oranges, you know, not finishing the message, you know, but definitely communication for me. Is the question, how is this marriage different than your other marriage? Do you think? Because that. How's it different for uh, each of us? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, night and day. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I've said this to Mike, and again, it's just being totally honest. When I was married before, I was in love, of course, in the beginning. That would be really shitty if I wasn't. Um, But I'm doing me differently, and just like we discussed. um, I'm not fixing you, and I'm really proud of myself because I am a recovering fixer. Um, and that's something I've done in the past and that makes the other person feel really bad. And I've been really just working on myself and communicating number one. So, and not letting anything go, which we've already discussed. So that's how it's different. Uh, next question. Um, oh, we only have two more. Okay. Number 13, where do you see your relationship in 10 years? Well, God, I I mean, it's going to be better. I think every month gets better. Um, I think we'll be more comfortable. I do ask Mike sometimes, like, do you think we're going to still have this amazing sex? (laughs) (laughs) Is there something wrong with us? It keeps getting better. Um, I think think we'll just have a deeper connection, number one. Uh, We'll be even more comfortable um, with each other. Um, And I think... I, I, you know, we're, I just think things will keep improving and I think we'll be in a place that we didn't realize we would be because I, you know, you don't know how you're going to feel in six months, but I see things as just getting better and more comfortable. Right. No, I agree. Emotionally on that perspective. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I would like to add that's our whole thing now going through this financial planning Mm -hmm. is to make sure that we have enough funds to do what we want to do. We don't Mm -hmm. have to scramble. We don't have to save. Oh, we can't do that. We can't do this, but we're able to create memories traveling. Like you always said, we want to go to Italy, you know, maybe go back over to Germany, you know, like we took a great cruise, Mm kind of got a little gist of, you know, five different countries, you know, really get out there and enjoy because we're both going to be retired. We're done, Mm -hmm. you know, so for you youngins out there, I think that the message is, you know, you're in the right place when things keep getting better every month or every year. And, you know, everybody has their challenges, 
but you you know things should be getting deeper and closer last question ah here we go what's your best advice for a lasting marriage (laughs) what's your uh, maybe if i can just reword that maybe the, the better question for this podcast would be what's your best advice for a loving relationship whether you want it, marriage isn't for everybody. Hmm. I think the best advice is work on yourself. Really get to know yourself and do you the best you can. Be the best you possible. Number one. We always look for. And I know women do. I don't know about men. Well, maybe some men too. We always look for the other person to make us happy. The other person to make us feel good enough. You know, I'll be happy when I have somebody to go to the movies with. I'll be happy when this guy buys me this and that. And, you know, what we really want is to feel good about ourselves first. I met you because I was working on, I was on my way to really feeling good about myself. There's something I have on my computer here. Where did it go? It says... <coughs> Good things happen to you because you already feel good inside. So even if you feel shitty about yourself, just practice feeling good. Do nice things for yourself. You know, get hobbies and friends and things like that. And and number two, my best advice is to um, create a list of everything you want in a partner, which I did before I met you. Um, the qualities you want in a partner, the, how you want to feel with this person, and then let it go because I'm a big believer in manifesting. And trust that the universe will bring you this person. But this person should compliment you, not complete you. You complete you. You're, we're not two broken pieces together. We're two whole pieces rolling, choosing to roll together through life. And you make me a better me, and hopefully I do the same for you. Um, and three, my best advice is communicate, communicate, communicate without attacking. Just like the hat story, you know? Um you know, say, I go, I come to you and I tell you how I feel. You know, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling attacked, I'm feeling judged, I'm feeling whatever, without using the word you. You know, you always do this, you, I'm sure I have in the past, I'm not perfect, I'm sure I've said you, <laughs> like probably last week, but the goal is not to attack the other person because you're going to get nowhere. So communicate how you feel by using the word I instead of you. Those are my three tips. Okay, yeah, those are great. Compliment. Uh, yeah, that's a perfect word. Um... Just that you just hit on. That was one of the things I was going to say, and I think I brought this up early in our relationship, is hobbies. You know, what do you like to do? Whether it's athletics, uh, I don't know, knitting, that <laughs> each person has their own thing that they like to do or something that they enjoy, whatever it is, a stress relief. That's what I like to call it. You know, my thing is, you know, the cycling, the working out and so on. But and now we're enjoying that together. You know, you can still do it together. It doesn't have to be something like, well, this is mine, not yours. You know, you learn to share. Mm-hmm. You know, you grow together. Um, I'd have to also say, you got to be able to be honest. But at a certain point, whether you agree or you disagree, like you had mentioned, uh, improve yourself. You know, be a better you. If you're that better person, you're going to know, okay, I was wrong. Okay, maybe I was right. 
Maybe this isn't the argument to have. What, what am I getting out of this? Am I winning something? You know, is there a medal at the end of the road because I won this argument, but, you know, now it's detrimental to my marriage or my relationship? You know, at a certain point, yeah, certain things are silly, and you know this. I give in. You know, what, what's the point? I'm, I'm not getting anything out of this. It's not worth arguing over, you know. So where you're not in a competition. It's a marriage. You're there to work together. And if you're that person and you're not honest, it's never going to work you're going to be lying. People know. They have that feeling. you know. Um, but that, that falls under communication. You know? I'd like to add to that. You're so right about the honesty. Are you talking about lying or are you talking about... Well, if you're not honest, right. you're lying. There's so, no other way around it. I would say my number four advice would be exa- exactly what you just said. Honesty and allowing each other to flourish. For example, um, you're going on the guy trip, right? For a week. And I don't, you know, I mean, it would be, it would be bad if I didn't miss you, you know, (laughs) but oh my God, he's out of here. Um, (laughs) but yeah. So when you first told me, I was like, Oh, you know, I was missing you already. It's like, Oh, but then instantly I was like, good for him. You know, we each need to water each other's plant and allow each other to grow without the involvement of the other person in some capacity. And that's support and that's trust. You know, you have to, I have to trust you that you're going to make good decisions. And when, when you were not with me and same with me, you know, I've traveled before for work, um, you know, I'm supposed to go to Vegas with my sister at some point and you know, we have to allow each other to grow and to trust each other and be honest with each other. And you have to earn that, you know. We each trust each other because we've earned it. We've Correct. shown. You've shown. We've shown that we can, that we are honest. Yeah, like you brought it up and you were a little timid when your sister asked you, because you know, she lives close to Las Vegas, like, oh, I want to go to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. And you had this look of like, I'm bewildered. I should ask this question. You're like, you know, my sister really wants to go to Vegas, but you know, I don't know. Do you think it's a good idea? You know, in a roundabout way, you're yeah. asking me, can I go? And I'm like, yeah, go have fun, gamble, go eat great dinners. And that's one of the things I love you about want. you. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. And, and I'm sure you love that about me when you told me about your guy trip, we have to let each other grow. I don't know how it's to say it and experience different things and, uh, trust. Definitely. Everybody's got to have their own time with their friends. You got to yes. main, got to maintain friendships outside of your relationship. Yes. You know, those are your go-to people. If you have good, let's say, background of friends, strong people that there support you, that are right. in your best interest, that's what everybody needs. Right. Just like your family, they're there too to support you. I'm so glad you came on the show. It was Are such you? a pleasure. I want you on every week. I traveled so far to get here. <laughs> Ten feet from the kitchen. Thank you, handsome, for being You're here. You're welcome, baby, anytime. It, it was wonderful. We'll talk to you again in six months for our one-year anniversary. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, there's nothing we can't talk about. A reminder to everybody, submit your questions on AdviceForLifeWithLynn.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free email. You'll be the first to get my weekly blog on how to live consciously and peacefully. 
You'll also get access to my free happiness guide when you sign up. Also, I'm looking for guests with different ways that they can help the Advice for Life with Lynn followers. So reach out, maybe if you think you've got something to say and you want to be on the podcast. Lastly, please subscribe and rate my podcast on iTunes. I really care about what you think, so tell me how I'm doing. I want your thoughts. The links are in the show notes and also on the website. I want to help as many people as I can with this podcast. So your shares, your subscribes and reviews help us gain visibility in the iTunes store and they help us reach more people. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time. And remember, there is nothing we can't talk about.